surprised the bill analysis didn't mention that California has two lawsuits filed against Kaiser for giving double mastectomies to two teenagers uh, as part of gender-affirming care they received when they were 13 and 15 years old. Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Hello, everyone. We have some fun things to talk to you all about today. That's right. So we're going to talk about um, Governor Newsom being confronted about transgenderism. That's right. You notice I have a, uh, a shirt on here. We were out in front of the Capitol today. It was quite eventful. We were with a, a group called Our Duty, and these were parents Concerned citizens who are very concerned about what's happening to our young people here in California mm -hmm. uh, with uh, encouragement by laws and legislators to medically transition kids from yeah. and so. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the rally. We're going to be talking about um, Senator Scott Weiner ignoring parents that are trying to just have a conversation with him. That's right. We're going to talk about this past week, Greg and I both testified on some bills um, in their committee hearings, as well as um, there's been some updates and changes with some of the positions in the Capitol. That's right. So we're going to dive into that. But first, we can go ahead and talk to them about the event that we were at this morning. So here you can see Greg and I outside the Capitol with all these parents. And Greg, do you want to kind of dive into what we were at? Yeah, so we, as you see our shirts say, first do no harm. So what is happening here in California is we have become a sanctuary for taking young kids who are confused about their gender and medically transitioning them with puberty blockers, which stop normal development of puberty, cross-sex hormones, yeah, talking about young girls taking testosterone and, and young boys taking estrogen to make their bodies look like the opposite sex because they feel uncomfortable in their own sex. And this is what California is now pushing young people to do to base their identities on their feelings and not on their biology. And so all these people are out there from a, uh, across the political spectrum, you know, conservatives, more on the liberal spectrum of folks. Uh, who've been Democrats for, for many, many years, and they're all upset about what's happening to kids. And we were there particularly today because there was a big event. Um, the, there was a, a new speaker of the assembly who was being announced. Um, and so, but, and there he is. His name is uh, Robert Rivas. Uh, he was actually elected back in 2018. He represents the Central Valley um, in District 29, uh, Assembly District, and now he has taken the reins um, uh, away from Anthony Rendon, and uh, I don't think he's going to be all that much different, but we wanted to make a statement because everybody, all the most powerful people in the state were there. The governor, uh, Nancy Pelosi was there, uh, the attorney general, a bunch of former uh, speakers uh, from the assembly were there. And so we wanted to make a statement that they need to be protecting kids. And I just want to know if you are watching or if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, our listening platform right now, um, I really recommend checking out our Facebook or YouTube. This is one of the podcasts that you will want to see. We're showing quite a few different photos um, and videos that would be better to watch than That's listen right. for this episode. But as Greg said, we stood outside the Capitol as all these legislators were walking um, across the swing from the swing space over to the Capitol. And so they got to see all of us out there 
holding the sign saying, like Greg's shirt, first do no harm, as right. well as signs that are saying, stop um, cutting off the body parts of children and stop harming children. And yeah. so it was really great because Governor Newsom came out. And so... And we missed it, but the... the the organization called Our Duty, led by Erin um, Friday. She's an attorney, um, and she's been I've been working with her for a couple of years, fighting all this stuff. And she was able to confront Newsom. Uh, she's fearless, and you got to see what happened. Yeah, so let's check it out. I'm doing fantastic. How about you, uh, Governor Newsom? Do you know what a deep transitioner is? Do you know Chloe Cole? At the age of 15, she got her breasts removed and now regrets it because of Jeff. How are you? About the Lodi woman, she oh at thirteen she got her breast removed. Gender affirming the chair. No one stopped her. She was mentally unwell. Yeah, I mean I I, I just had a. You can't get a tattoo until you're eighteen. You can't date until you're eighteen. You can't go in a tanning salon. But young girls and young boys can get their body parts removed. Talk to me. Our duty. I'm an attorney. I send you letters. Thousands of people I represent. Kids commit suicide 19 times more after being having their body parts removed. Governor, parents have legitimate concerns about their kids being able to medically Why transition at such a young age. What do you have to say to those parents? What do you have to say? So, first of all, I just want to know, Erin um, Friday. When she mentioned Chloe Cole's case, um, someone who got, like, she had a double mastectomy at 13 years old, and or 15 years old, somewhere 15, around there, yeah. and now she's fully regretting it. She mentions it, and you could hear Governor Newsom and the people around him giggle and laugh. Somebody was laughing, yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm not sure what, the, they found that uncomfortable, they found that silly, um, but you also saw that the video was taken by a young teen named Max, um, and he has an Instagram account called The Outrage Teen. Uh, but you also saw Aaron Friday uh, there confronting uh, the governor. Uh, you'll see here she's been featured in a couple documentaries now, um, and she's constantly bringing folks up to the Capitol to talk to legislators about what's happening to kids. I mean, her own daughter struggled with gender identity issues, was secretly transitioned to school. She found out um, and called up the school upset and they called CPS and a sheriff uh, actually showed up a, a CPS um, individual uh, social worker and a sheriff deputy showed up at her door um, because she simply was upset that her daughter was secretly transitioned. She was able to get her some counseling and moved her from her school and got away from all the, uh, the social uh, media influencers who were speaking into her life and you know she's recovered but a lot of a lot of other kids are not so fortunate mm -hmm. and due to that a lot of parents are upset as they should be and i just want to note that today's event it was such a peaceful event the goal was not to start screaming at these legislators not to like follow them around stand there hold the signs and aaron friday being the attorney kind of being the leader um on today's event it was she was the one that would go to talk to them but I do want to show a clip with you all. <laughs> so again, legislators walked by. Sometimes parents didn't recognize if it was a certain legislator or not. Um, 
And again, people were respectful. Someone would walk by, whether if it was a legislator that agrees that transitioning harms children or disagrees. It would say, good morning, Senator so-and-so. Good morning, Assemblywoman so-and-so. But Senator Scott Wiener did walk by. And <laughs> people could not contain themselves. People could not contain themselves. Like I said, everyone was so respectful the rest of the time. But Senator Scott Wiener is the author and co-author of so many of these bills that's directly harming children, that's removing right. parental rights. And not only is he doing these bills, when these bills are in committee hearings, he's directly attacking parents. Right. Also, he says these parents are right-wingers and all these things. He's calling them. Majority of the people out there today were Democrats, so he has that wrong. But I just wanted to preface that before showing you all the video that this was not the energy of today, but it is when Senator Scott Wiener came out. So we'll <laughs> go ahead and watch that right now. So there you go. Yes. And even that, let's be real. We have seen videos of people being extreme and out of control. That wasn't extreme and out of control, but that was not the general tone of the day. Yeah. But it, Senator Scott Wiener came out. What can the parents do? They're upset. Yeah, really. Yes. And so that was such a fun day this morning. And I forgot to mention at the beginning, Greg and I, because of the different events we've had this morning, we've had plenty of cups of coffee. And I know this is coffee culture in the capital, but we're kind of switching up today. <laughs> I have my greens I'm drinking instead of coffee. And Greg, what do you have? Well, I was going to fake that I'm having coffee, but it's actually water. Yes. Because I had two cups already. Yes. And no one wants to see what happens when Greg has three cups of coffee. No. So we're, we're sticking to something else today. Um, but that was just today. We posted a lot about it on our social media. You can check it out. You can figure out through our social media. You can find the other groups that were at the event. Kind of get more familiar as yeah. well as the bills that were um, in opposition to. But we had some other things going on this week. Greg, do you want to dive into the bill you testified on this week? Yeah, there is a, and it's regarding the same topic, regarding do for, first do no harm. Um, oh, real quick, the yeah. first do no harm. Can you touch on why we're saying that, where it's coming from? And well, that that was the oath that doctors take when they treat someone for anything, right? Mm -hmm. Their first obligation is no matter what treatment they're offering, is it make sure that treatment's not harming anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we're really trying to tell doctors, right? Look at the side effects, right? Um, it, the harm is obvious, like castrating and cutting off healthy body parts. That is quite a side effect, mm -hmm. right? That should be, you know. So ho hopefully uh, we can t return doctors to that uh, motto. So, yeah. Yes. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you All there, right. but your so, bill. <laughs> so this bill is AB uh, 571. And... It's actually regarding doctors. Doctors are getting very nervous. Uh, this bill was in the Senate Insurance Committee, um, and it seems as though insurance companies are starting to charge doctors for liability insurance if they want to do uh, what they call gender-affirming care. This is all the hormones and surgeries they're giving to minors. And I guess uh, liability uh, insurance is really based on risk. And the higher the risk of a lawsuit, uh, the higher the insurance rates go for a particular service. And so 
guess what? Uh, it, it seems as though that uh, insurance companies are now charging more uh, for if you're going to for insurance if you're going to do uh, these surgeries and cross sex hormones and puberty blockers on kids. Um, and this bill is to prevent that from happening. It says you cannot charge, and it's also regard to abortion. Uh, abortions are now uh, requiring, insurance companies are requiring higher insurance rates for abortion. And I, and I would assume that's because abortions are getting later and later. And the later abortion is done, the more serious and dangerous it is. And so I did, on this bill, I just stuck with the gender-affirming care uh, risks and talked about particularly two lawsuits that have been filed against doctors at Kaiser for what the damage they have done to little minors. So I kind of fought, uh, uh, my testimony kind of ran out of time, so they cut me off in the end, but you'll get the gist by watching, listening to the testimony. Uh, Chair members, my name is Greg Burr with the California Family Council. I'm not going to be talking about the, uh, the abortion aspects of this bill, but just focusing on the gender affirming care. And I can understand why medical professionals want to be protected from the lawsuits knowing the negative effects this treatment is having on minors around the world. I'm surprised the bill analysis didn't mention that California has two lawsuits filed against Kaiser for giving double mastectomies to two teenagers uh, as part of gender-affirming care they received when they were 13 and 15 years old. Chloe Cole is uh, uh, well-known here in California. The new 13-year-old uh, is Kayla Lovarda. I'm going to read, I read through her uh, case today, and I just wanted to kind of give you a brief uh, overview of why she filed the lawsuit. Um, this is from her uh, case. It says, the case is about a team of doctors who decided to perform a damaging imitation sex change experiment on Kayla, a 12-year-old vulnerable girl struggling with a complex mental health comorbidities who needed care, attention, and psychotherapy, not cross-sex hormones and mutilating surgery. Uh, Kayla suffered from all kinds of uh, mental health issues, anxiety, self-harm, depression. Um, many of these uh, symptoms are compatible with undiagnosed, untreated bipolar disorder, a diagnosis that Kayla's mother repeatedly told her doctors that needed attention. But in early adolescence, around 11, Kayla was exposed to online transgender influencers who prompted Kayla to entertain the erroneous belief that she was transgender she came out to her parents as a boy. Primer, prior, prior to her exposure to online influences, Kayla had never expressed to anyone that she was transgender. These doctors who she, they referred to immediately and negligently affirmed Kayla's self-diagnosis transgenderism without adequate psychological evaluation. The evaluation they did took uh, 50. Please wrap up your testimony. A few okay. more seconds. Sure. Um, it, the whole point is she was she self-diagnosed herself, um, and if you look at other European countries, they are. Your time is up. Sorry. England, England. Thank you for your testimony. A any other uh, witnesses and up? So what I didn't get to say there was that this poor girl, at age twelve. Mm -hmm was started on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and then she had her breasts removed at age 13, right? This is after her own self-diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Um, they're letting people diagnose themselves, and they just assume kids know who they are, right? That's how they talk about it. Um, and the sad thing is I also tried to bring up 
uh, the fact that other countries are now abandoning doing these type of surgeries and drug, giving these kind of drugs to minors. England, Sweden, Finland. Now, these are countries not known for being, uh, you know, conservative, but they have seen the negative effects, the terrible negative side effects of these drugs, and they're not, uh, they're not in the end helping the children. And so California is rushing forward to do it anyway, and now we're going to protect them by mandating insurance companies provide liability insurance for them. Um, so that's really unconscionable. Um, so uh, why don't we talk about your bill, because you spoke as well. Yes, yeah, so this past week I testified on AB 576, and that bill is authored by um, Assemblywoman Akila Weber. She is an OBGYN. And this bill, what it does is currently um, Medi-Cal will cover for abortion medication up to 70 days gestation. This bill wants to increase it to 77 days gestation. And you might think, okay, why are you fighting this? It's only seven days more, all that. Well, currently abortion medication is unsafe for everyone. At least in one successful um, abortion medication, when you take it, one person always dies, the baby. Um, and you'll hear my testimony more of the statistics, but on this bill, increasing it to 77 days gestation, first of all, the abortion medication is only approved by FDA through 70 days. So this assemblywoman who is also an OBGYN is now directly going against FDA approval for, um, this medication. And, um, on, when I testify, I go less into the legal side of things, but, The reason I did so is a lot of times when you're testifying here in California on specific issues like the abortion issue, it is rare that some of the legislators would change their mind about the bill. And this bill just opened up the door to be able to testify to um, the senators on the committee, as well as a room full of abortion activists who were there in um, support of the bill, and to let them know what abortion medication actually does to babies and women, as well as how beautiful um, pregnancy is and the process of a baby from um, up to 77 days gestation and how developed the baby already is. So you'll see that right now. Committee members, I'm Sophia Laurie and I'm with California Family Council. AB 576 would require taxpayers' Medi-Cal funding to fully reimburse providers for medication abortions up to 77 days gestation, whereas it currently covers 70 days. The FDA has granted approval for the use of abortion medication up to 70 days of gestation. It is important to note regarding AB 576 that the FDA does not approve the administration or consumption of abortion medication after 70 days of gestation. Let's walk through what abortion medication does. A medical abortion is done by taking two pills, mifepristone and misopristol. Mifepristone chemically starves a preborn child of progesterone, which causes the placenta to degenerate so that it can no longer provide oxygen and nutrients to the child. The woman then takes misopristol within 24 to 48 hours, causing severe cramping, contractions, and often heavy bleeding to expel the dead baby out of a woman's uterus, usually on her own, sitting over a toilet. Through this bill, Medi-Cal will be forced to pay for abortion medication up to 11 weeks of a pregnancy. So let's walk through what the first 11 weeks of a pregnancy looks like. By three weeks and one day, a baby's heartbeat can be detected. 
between five to six weeks, the baby's lung and digestive system start forming and brain activity can be recorded. At nine weeks, the baby can suck their thumb, sigh, and stretch. At 10 weeks, a baby is about an inch and a quarter long, all vital organs are in place, and their teeth are starting to harden and connect to their jawbone. Every successful medication abortion ends in at least one person dead. Since 2000, 5.6 million unborn children have died from abortion medication. Since 2000, 28 women have died from abortion medication. This is not misinformation. This comes directly from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The FDA has also reported that since 2000, 1,048 women have been hospitalized, 604 women have experienced blood loss requiring transfusions, and 414 women have experienced infections, all due to abortion medication. And while I do not have time to dive into this, I do want to note that currently there is a case before federal court which could lead to the court ordering the FDA to withdraw these dangerous chemical abortion drugs from the market. Due to the current case and the physical harm that abortion medication causes to women, taxpayers' Medi-Cal funding to fully reimburse providers for medication abortions should not exist at all, let alone be increased to 77 days gestation. I urge a no vote on AB 576. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else speaking in opposition to this? So AB 576 did pass through the Senate Health Committee. And again, I didn't walk in there thinking that necessarily all of the senators up there were going to change their minds. But I just pray that their hearts were opened and eyes were open to the reality of what abortion is and how beautiful um, life in the womb is. That's right. I mean, part of being salt and light is to speak the truth, um, even when you know you're outnumbered. And um, so it was. We were both grateful to be there, even though you know there weren't a, a large number of people in opposition to those bills. But we're, we're there speaking the truth. We're defending life. We're defending kids. Um, and we encourage you to do the same. Um, if you can't be at the Capitol, you can make phone calls to your own legislators. If you go to our website and go to our action center, you can. Uh, we will direct you to the bills that we're fighting and connect you to your own legislators about all these bills that we're uh, talking about. Uh, so please, please continue to speak up. Uh, your legislator is not going to know what you think about these bills if you don't say anything. And they want to hear from their constituents, and they need to hear from That's their right. constituents. And I've said it on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. People like us living in California, we love to complain about California and California's legislation. Well, stop complaining if you haven't made the phone calls. It's right. so easy to make the phone calls. We provide the phone numbers. If you Again, like Greg said, if you go to CaliforniaFamily.org, you can click on our Action Center Find the bill you want to make the phone call about. We provide talking points. We'll give you direct um, access to your senator or assembly member's phone number. So we want to make the process as easy as possible because we understand you are all so busy. But if we have enough time to complain, then we have enough time to call. That's right. And legislators, you know, they really do want to hear from their own constituents. Actually, uh, it's kind of a funny thing today. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sophia was trying to get the attention of this assembly member, uh, Holden. Yes. Right? And he was ignoring you. He was ignoring uh-huh. you, kind of walking away. Yeah. Well, because they're walking through, like we mentioned earlier during the thing. So I'm all, assembly member Holden, assembly then, member Holden. And then you said the magic words. Yes. Yeah. Because like 
he wouldn't turn around. Assemblymember Holden, I'm one of your constituents. <laughs> like that. Turned around. Oh, hi. Nice to see you. Shook my hand. And I just told them, you know, we need to be respectful. You don't need to be calling these people up and saying rude things to them. Conf- like, confrontation is good, but there is a level of respect that we That's need right. to have. And so I just said, Assemblymember Holden, I'm one of your constituents. And um, I'm very familiar with what your constituents want and value. And they just want children to be protected. And I know you want the same. I know you want children to be protected and safe. So can you just read through this packet and do your best to protect the children in your district? And the packet was about the harmful effects of transgenderism. And so it's easy as that. They're going to respond better if you just approach them in a good way. But like Greg said, if you're their constituent, they will pay attention to what you have to say. Well, they should anyway. Yes. (laughs) So keep making phone calls. Again, California, it's a fight. It's a battle. It's a battle we can win, but we're not going to win it alone. So you got to join with us. Make your way up to the Capitol for some of our events. If you can't make phone calls, visit the district office in your area and ultimately stand for what's right. All right. Have a good 4th of July weekend. Yes. Happy 4th of July weekend. And we will catch up with you all next week. 